Welcome to A Change of Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Walston. And in this space, we navigate life together. We ask the hard questions like, what is the truth you haven't told? But most importantly, we grow together. And sometimes that leads to A Change change of Heart. heart. Welcome back to A Change of Heart Podcast. I am your host, Angel, and today we are going to be talking about love languages, but we're not going to talk about it from the standard, like traditional sense of love languages in relation to a relationship, but we're going to talk about it in the sense of, do you love yourself in your love language? Like, do you know how to love you in the way that you want to be loved? But before we jump into that, of course, we have our question of the day, and I thought How fitting for this to be the question of the day. What is your love language? And I know some of you may not know what your love language is. I feel like everyone's majority of people are probably familiar with it, but I will link in the description box a quiz that you can take. There are tons of free quizzes online that you can find if you just Google free love language quiz or just love language quiz and it will come up you'll answer a couple of questions and then it will let you know what your love language is so quality time is my highest rated love language and acts of service is actually my lowest one and as we're going throughout the conversation i will go through each one like what they are how you can love yourself in that language and i will say quality time i've taken this quiz a handful of times and a lot of things have kind of fluctuated but quality time is always number one for me acts of service I feel like has kind of moved here and here and there but it does tend to be at the lower end it's either the fourth or fifth one 99.9% of the time and I feel like a part of that is because I really prefer to do things myself so when it comes to acts of service like someone helping me at times can cause more anxiety than it actually feels like help But when it comes to quality time, it's interesting because when I think of it in a relationship, I really enjoy spending time with the person. But when I think about it in the sense of loving myself and my love language, I love alone time. I love being by myself. The introvert in me, it does my heart well. So you all know what to do. If you're watching this on my YouTube channel, make sure that you leave your answer in the comment section below. And I'll also post the question in my stories on Instagram at Angel C. Walston. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into today's topic of do you love yourself in your love language? And for anyone who may not be familiar with the love languages, the five types of love languages are quality time, physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, and receiving gifts. So when we're talking about love languages, it's like, what fills up your love tank? What makes you feel loved? What makes you feel supported? So that's what the love languages reference. And I wanted to do this topic for the podcast because I was able to be a part of, it was like, a a virtual type of like get together for women um, that was hosted by Alicia Lamb and it was on self-care. And one of the questions that she asked us is, do you love yourself in your love language? And I was like, ma'am, like that's a really good question to ask because I feel like when we're talking about love languages, there's so much focus that is put on, you know, knowing your love language so that you can tell someone else how to love you or learning what your partner's love language is so that you can love them in the way that they desire to be loved and not necessarily in what your love language is. Because in reality, we tend to love people in the way that we receive love. And when it comes to the love languages, it really is 
this, it, it requires you to learn someone else's love language so that you can show up, love, support them in the way that they deserve and desire even to be loved. And in thinking about this and applying it to do you love yourself in your love language, I think a better question, although a more difficult question to ask is, do you know how to love yourself in your love language? And I don't know about anybody else. It's interesting for me because my love language is quality time. However, the way that I tend to give love or show love to people is through giving gifts. I really like love giving people gifts, even though that's not my love language. And I don't even think to ask at times if it's someone else's love language, but I think of it in the sense of like, oh, by me giving you something, like that's that lets you know that I was thinking of you. But the problem with that is sometimes we call ourselves loving someone and they may not they may not receive or feel like they are being loved or supported by you because what they may actually need are words of affirmation or maybe they just want some quality time. They don't want you to buy them anything. And so in thinking about this and applying this to do you love yourself in your love language, do you know how to love yourself in your love language? I want to go through the five different types of love languages, explain what they are, and then give you all some examples of how you can apply this to yourself to love yourself well in your love language. Okay. So for the first one, quality time. And the summaries of these are going to be coming from the actual Five Love Languages website. And I'll make sure to link that in the description box for anyone who may want to go back and follow up on that. So quality time. In quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there. With the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby. Makes you feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed activities, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Whether it's spending uninterrupted time talking with someone else or doing activities together, you deepen your connection with others through sharing time. So applying the quality time love language to how you can love yourself in this way if that's your love language is ways that you show up for yourself that makes you feel supported or that makes that like feels that love tank of like spending time having that quality time. And I know for me, I really enjoy just little spaces where I just get to be by myself. So I don't live by myself. I have a lot of activities that require me to be around people on a consistent basis. So sometimes my showing myself my love language, filling my love tank up in the quality time manner, sometimes it looks like y'all, me sitting in my car in the Kroger parking lot for an hour or so just to have like some time to myself. And some other ways that you can love yourself in your love language, if your love language is quality time, is taking a solo trip, reading a book, taking yourself to the movies, taking yourself out to eat, taking yourself on a little coffee date, taking yourself to get some ice cream, like just getting out and doing something, like not waiting for somebody else to take you out on a date, not waiting for somebody to like invite you out, but just taking the time to just sit with yourself, not be on your phone, don't bring your laptop and do work, but just to really sit and reflect and to just be present with yourself. You can go for a walk, take a trip, 
I have wanted to do a solo trip. I have not yet done it, but that is on my list of things to do. But take a trip by yourself. It does not have to be out of the country. It don't have to be out of the state. You can do a staycation, but just take some time to like step away from the noise, to step away from any work that you have to do and really just have time to reflect and really have time to not even reflect in a critical sense, but to reflect in a sense of the things that you're doing well and really just allow yourself to be present in the solitude and isolation of things. Another good thing for quality time can be journaling. So really just getting like a quiet space in your house and just writing out your thoughts, writing out your goals, writing out your plans, your desires, the things that you're proud of yourself for, like whatever it might be, like just that's a part of the reflection as well of really just kind of stepping back and allowing yourself to be present with yourself. Another love language is words of affirmation. And it says, actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirit skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. You thrive on hearing kind and encouraging words that build you up. So I have jokingly said before, like words of affirmation is my lowest love language. Like that is not my thing. Shockingly, when I took the love language test this go around, it was number two. And I was like, hmm, interesting how the tables have turned. How did we get here? I will say this. I feel like not that I'm a significantly different person in a relationship, but when I do the love language test, I do it in the sense of thinking about it from a romantic relationship more so than just like a relationship with anyone. How are you supposed to do it as a single person? I don't know, but that's how I do it. And I feel like when I'm in a relationship, I do want the words of affirmation in the sense of like, I want to know you want to be here, sir. Like, I want to feel like reassured in that. I want to hear I love you. I want to hear I care about you. I want to hear that I was thinking about you. But in my everyday life, like I don't need words of affirmation. Like those don't fill up my love tank in the sense of just someone like giving me compliments and things like that. It actually makes me feel really like awkward and uncomfortable to an extent. But that's another episode. But when it comes to like actually being in a relationship, I love that. I love just the, like I said, the reassurance of like, you like me? Like you really want to be here? Like you, you in this with me? Okay. I love that aspect of it. So I feel like in the sense of just my day-to-day -day encounters, relationships with people, words of affirmation easily at the bottom of the barrel, but answering it in the sense of a relationship. Yes. Give, give me words of affirmation. So if words of affirmation is your love language, how can you build up and fill up your love tank using words of affirmation? Obviously, write out your own affirmations. So this can be just writing out, I am loved, I am seen, I am known, I am supported, I am amazing, I am healed, I am beautiful, I am bold, I am strong, I am brave, anything. Don't put too much pressure on it. Whatever it is that the first thing that comes to mind, just write it out. Don't have to, don't even go down the path of, well, I'm not that right. Da, 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 da. Okay. <laughs> just write it down. So if you are someone who it really does fill you up and fill up your love tank when it comes to words of affirmation, make sure that you're speaking those things over yourself. So like I said, write out your own affirmations. A suggestion I saw 
was to write a love letter to yourself, which I think is so beautiful. So to really just write out a letter to yourself about the things that you love about yourself. And I know sometimes we can be very self-critical and you might be thinking like, but there's nothing I love right now. And there's nothing I like right now. I'm not saying make it up, but just even in that thought, start being intentional about looking for something, about finding something. Even if it seems small to you, it's still something. Write that down and then build upon that. Another thing that is great for words of affirmation is journaling. And so this can be journaling your strengths, things that you do very well, things that you're proud of. Um, something that can be helpful depending on the people is asking people, whether it's your friends, family members, coworkers, supervisor even, to get feedback on your strengths. A lot of times, I think it can be easy for people to not be able to point out the good things about themselves, but they can find everything that is wrong. But when you have someone else who knows you well to give you your strengths, to talk to you about your strengths and to tell you the things that you're doing well, that can really fill up your love tank if you're a person that words of affirmation is your love language. So go to people who you know, they're not going to say anything to hurt your feelings. They're not going to say anything that's going to be detrimental to you, but people who you truly trust with your heart and trust with your emotions and ask them, what are some things that you would consider to be things that I'm, that I do well? What are some things that you consider to be my strengths and see what they say and write those things down. Don't just be like, okay, I don't really know why you believe. No, no, no. We, we didn't ask you to believe it. We said, ask them. What are your strengths? Write it down and then make those your I am statements. So for those of you who words of affirmation, if that is your love language, pour into yourself with positive self-talk. Because what the great thing about words of affirmation is that when it's done correctly and when you're poured into in that manner, it's amazing. It's beautiful. You feel very supported. When it's done in the opposite manner where you're insulted or when you are in a position where people use their words to hurt you, if you're not built up in your own words of affirmation, then someone else's words can, it can be so easy for that to tear you down. So as you're building up that love language, it helps you to not, you can still have words of affirmation as your love language, but you'll also be able to recognize that someone's negative words or their negative talk in regards to you, that doesn't have to tear down who you are. That doesn't have to change your worth or value if they don't build you up in that way because you're learning how to build yourself up even if they don't or if they're not able to. Another type of love language is receiving gifts. And receiving gifts says, don't mistake this love language for materialism. I think that's a really important part. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So with the absence of everyday gestures, 
Gifts are heartfelt symbols to you of someone else's love and affection for you. So I think an important aspect of the receiving gifts is that it doesn't have to be an extravagant gift. It doesn't, it's not focused on materialism. It really is about the thought behind it. And I think sometimes as we think about receiving gifts, we think about it in the sense of like, oh, buy me the diamonds, take me here, do this, do that. And yes, that can be cool, but ultimately, most people whose love language is receiving gifts is not just about getting something, but it's that you put thought into it. So it doesn't even have to be an expensive gift. It can be something that you created yourself, but it's the thought that went into it. And so as you're thinking about how can I love myself in this way, if I'm used to giving other people gifts, it's time to give yourself a gift, boo. I feel like a lot of times, specifically for moms, I hear this a lot, that they're always buying gifts for their kids, but they don't ever really buy anything for themselves. And when we're thinking about the receiving gifts aspect, don't put focus on like, oh, I can't really spend a lot of money. It doesn't have to be something that's extravagant. It doesn't have to be something that's hundreds of dollars. It doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. Like don't, don't look at it through a lens that it feels like this is unachievable or this is not something that I can do. Think about it in the sense of maybe you want to buy a new journal that can be receiving a gift. That's $5 max. You go to Ross, you can get one for $2.99. Like you don't have to put so much pressure on it. It can be taking a trip like we talked about earlier, checking something off of your bucket list. It doesn't necessarily have to cost you something, but it's something that you get to do. It could be investing in a program. So maybe you have been wanting to invest in something for your business. So by investing in a program, that's like receiving a gift. Another thing could be celebrating your wins. I'm very big about this, although I don't do it as much as I should, but celebrating your wins, no matter how big or small they may appear, celebrate your wins. This can be going out, taking yourself out to dinner. This can be buying the shoes that you've wanted, buying a new purse, buying a new hat, coat, clothes, whatever it might be. Treat yourself, have a treat yourself moment. You don't have to break the bank. You ain't got to break the budget. But I think sometimes we can, specifically with us women, there may be something that we want and we feel like, oh, I want my husband to buy that for me or I don't want my boyfriend to buy that for me. And guess what? You single as a Pringle ain't got neither one in sight, but you, you're holding out on something. It's like, I really want this, but you know, I want this to come from my husband. Baby girl, if you want the diamond earrings, buy the diamond earrings. Like there's nothing wrong with that just because it came from yourself. So when you're thinking about receiving gifts, if that is what your love language is, it can be a splurge if you want it to be, but it also can be the 299 journal from Marshalls and either one, it still can fill your love tank. So think about things that you can do, things that you can buy, a gift that you can give yourself that really is something that will fill up your love tank. All right, another love language is acts of service. So for acts of service, can helping with homework really be an expression of love? Absolutely. <laughs> Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. When others serve you out of love and not obligation, that's good, you feel truly valued and loved. And I want to share something that I found on this um, article called Your Self-Love Love Language by Beth, I believe it's Gillette. 
She said, if, if you've ever done something for yourself, such as making your bed in the morning for an easy night later, sending yourself that list you knew you'd need tomorrow or meal prepping and were grateful for your past self, this is likely your self-love love language in regards to acts of service. This basically means you enjoy setting things up and preparing things for yourself to make life easier later on. So for people who are acts of service, obviously we think of it in the sense of like getting somebody else to do, like somebody else carrying the burden or someone else carrying the load. Like like that makes me feel good. But thinking about it in the sense of how you can apply it to yourself. How can you love yourself in this manner if acts of service is your love language? It could be as simple as cleaning up. And I know, listen, I, I hate cleaning, but it very well can just be, you know that having a clean space makes you feel more productive. It helps you to feel less overwhelmed. So in taking the time to clean up your workspace, clean up your room, whatever it might be, that is an act of self-love because you are removing the out this outside factor that is causing you to feel overwhelmed, that is causing you to feel stressed, that's causing you to not be able to focus. And another form um, that was mentioned in the previous article that I said is meal prepping. And so what I think about when it comes to acts of service is I'm removing this pressure to do something in the right now because it's already been done. So with meal prepping, it's like, imagine you get off of work and you're hungry and it's like, oh, I don't feel like having to cook or what I really want is going to take like an hour to make but you didn't already meal prep for the week. So you all you gotta do is pop that in the oven, pop it in the air fryer, pop it in the microwave, and you're good to go. And can you imagine like your present self just kind of being like, thank you girl, thank you to your, um, to your past self for taking the initiative to do it in advance so now your present self doesn't have to worry about cooking a meal because it's already done. Another thing is making appointments. So making therapy appointments, making doctor's appointments, not putting things off. I think about acts of service people as people who are not procrastinators. Another thing with that will truly help people if acts of service is your love language. Delegate, 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 delegate. This will be so helpful. It could be frustrating. I'm gonna be honest about that just for the simple fact that you can delegate and someone can drop the ball and that will be frustrating. However, don't miss an opportunity to delegate because you're going to assume that they're going to drop the ball. You won't know unless it happens, but by delegating that also helps to free you up of the work that you're doing. Um, last thing is doing things in advance instead of procrastinating. So for some of you, if it's like you like to come home to a clean house, like if you travel or whatever it might be, you know you're gonna have to clean up before you leave. So when you come home, you ain't frustrated about it. Meal prepping, like I was saying earlier, making your bed, having routines, all of these different things can assist with your acts of service love language. All right, last but certainly not least, those of you who are touchy-feely, physical touch is another love language. And it says a person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, and thoughtful touches on the arm, they can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Appropriate and timely touches communicate warmth, safety, and love to you. So for me, physical touch kind of goes up and down. So I will say quality time is always number one for me. The other four, they always just kind of rotate every time I take the test. 
I'm a physical touch person, once again, in a relationship. Outside of relationship, I'm not a hugger. Like that's not my preference. And I'm not a PDA person at all. I just, I think that's gross. That's neither here nor there. But for those of you who physical touch is your love language, like you like to feel the presence of someone, something you can do is, girl, go get a massage. Like if you want to feel touched, go get a massage, go get a facial, working out, stretching your body, exercising, all of these things that for some of you might be like, ill. I don't want to do that. But even just the, although you don't necessarily have like the touch aspect when you're working out, if you're stretching, but you can feel the muscles working, you can feel the elongation of your muscles and ultimately overall your body itself just feels better. And it also is like the adrenaline boost as well. And so it's really good for you to be able to do those things if you're a physical touch type of person, because it it can still kind of like give you the endorphins. I think that's the word that I was looking for in, in regards to like the physical touch thing. Something else that um, I saw recommended in, I believe it was the Your Self Love Love Language article was investing in comfortable, high quality bedding. And so maybe if you're someone that is like, you like some little silk sheets, get you some silk sheets or maybe buy you a shirt or some like socks or something that just feel good. Have you ever like purchased something and it just like feels good to the touch? Like it feels good on your body. You like the way it feels on your skin. Physical touch people, listen, you can be physical touch and receiving gifts all in the same time. Get you some fuzzy socks, get you some silk, get you something that's comfy and that feels good on your body or like she said with the comforter your sheet set like come on now like even just talking about this like I'm not a, a physical touch type of person in the sense of needing all of that but it sounds really good like this just sounds super cozy for the fall so with all of that being said, these are a couple of ideas to get you started when it comes to how do you love yourself in your love language, but also do you know how to love yourself in your love language? And I wanted to talk about this because I feel like, as I mentioned earlier, we're always talking about it in the sense of a relationship, but how can you expect someone to love you in a way that you don't even know you want to be loved or you don't know how to love yourself in? And obviously all throughout season three, we have been reflecting heavy on the healing, heavy on the reflecting. And I thought that this would be more of a lighthearted one to reflect on like, what is it that I need? What is it that I enjoy? What is it that I like? So that I can not be dependent on someone else to feel my love tank. Like, yes, they can assist in it for sure. They can be a part of that process, but I'm not putting the pressure on them to be something to me and really just learning how to Really love yourself in the way that you desire to be loved, whether you have someone to love you in that way or not. So I hope you all enjoyed this one. This is probably the shortest episode of the season, but I wanted something that wasn't like super heavy to talk about today. We've had some heavy hitters these last couple of weeks. So I wanted something that'll be a little bit more on the chill side that would help us to just kind of think about some things, process some things as far as 
Do we know how to love ourselves in our love language? Because I want y'all to take care of yourselves. I want you to just be intentional in this season about really loving yourself well. So that's all I have for you all. Please share this with a friend. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can watch the video version of it on there. And until next time, don't forget, be whole, be healed, be authentic. Oh, and I have a fun episode that's coming up for you all. I'm just gonna leave it at that. That's it, that's all, bye. Thank you so much for tuning into a Change of Heart podcast. I hope you were encouraged and please take a moment to share with a girlfriend and don't forget to download the episode. Lastly, I would love to connect with you. You can follow me on Instagram at Angel C. Walston and at a Change of Heart podcast. Have an amazing week and don't forget, be whole, be healed and be authentic.